Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Thinking back to Psalm 1, we can remember that there are two paths set before us, one of blessedness, of flourishing that leads to life. The other is a path of wickedness that leads to destruction and ultimately death. If we remember this, we can see David following that path of righteousness, shunning the path of wickedness, and setting before us a living example of what it means to walk in integrity and to trust in the Lord. Psalm 26. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity." Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great assembly, I will bless the Lord. This psalm begins with a very bold prayer. David is standing before God and asking for God to see his righteousness and to test him, prove him, try him in it. These are the ways that God tests us by looking at the way we are walking and seeing if it is in accordance with his path, the path of righteousness, or the path of the wicked. This indeed is a bold prayer, and as Charles Spurgeon rightly notes, it is not to be rashly made on any occasion, unless we are justified in Christ Jesus. We ultimately know that it is His righteousness alone that we are made right in, that we are able to persevere in the path of the Blessed One, because He Himself is the Blessed One. And yet, there is a sense in which David is praying rightly for God to test his faith, the genuineness of it, the outworking of it in a life of integrity. He is also most likely declaring his innocence in a particular matter. As we saw in Psalm 25, he already admitted his sinfulness and his guilt. This psalm points us ultimately to the one who walked perfectly, Jesus Christ, but it also calls us upward toward a life of integrity and character that is rooted in the steadfast love of the Lord and His faithfulness. Three questions we can ask as we look at this psalm is, first, are we willing to be tested? I'm sure you've heard before the phrase that don't pray for patience because then God will give you opportunities to be patient. But Isn't that exactly how God grows us as believers? Isn't that how we progress in our walk with Him in sanctification and growing more and more like Jesus is by testing, 
trying, proving, looking at the gold as it is heated and able to see the impurities bubble to the top that we may continue to grow, to become more like Him. Secondly, is the company we keep helping us toward Christ, or is it distracting and hindering us? David says he does not sit with men of falsehood, he does not consort with hypocrites, and hates the assembly of evildoers to the point he won't even sit with them. Now, we may think of an objection at this point. Didn't Jesus sit with the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the sinners? Well, yes, he did but he never partook in their deeds of wickedness and vileness. That's what David's getting at here. He is not going to participate in the way that the wicked walk, and certainly not going to grow comfortable in their presence and in participating in their deeds of wickedness. We should look to the example of Jesus Christ of fellowshipping with all, but for the purpose of bringing them toward a love for God, a knowledge of the gospel, and a holy life. Thirdly, what is the practice of the one walking in integrity? Well, David tells us that he even washes his hands in innocence. There's this idea of cleansing. To walk in integrity, one must be cleansed ultimately by the blood of Jesus Christ. He goes around his altar thinking about sacrifice, right? O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud. He is thanking the Lord for who he is, and he tells, he shares about the wondrous deeds of God. This is what we are called to. In walking in integrity, we must be washing, repenting, remembering the cross of Christ that offers forgiveness, and then telling and sharing. And how do we do this? Well, Ray Rhodes, a friend and an author of several wonderful books, says, How do we walk in integrity? One, saturate your heart with Scripture. Two, avoid ungodly counsel and deeds. Three, do the next right thing. And four, look to and trust in Christ. He never failed, nor fails. Only in knowing and delighting in Christ are we able to then follow him in integrity. This is what we see of the psalmist. He says, I love even the habitation of your house, the place where your glory dwells. David loves being in the presence of God, and especially in the presence of others who love God. As Calvin writes, the best remedy remedy to recall and save us from the assembly of the wicked is to fix our eyes upon God's goodness. For he who walks in the confidence of God's protection, committing all events to his providence, will never imitate their, the wicked's, deceitfulness. This is best done in the fellowship of other believers. This is so wonderful about the fellowship of the church. It is that you are gathered with brothers and sisters in Christ for the purpose of worshiping God, encouraging one another to walk in this integrity, and gathering together in a foretaste of heavenly glory. I love thinking about the reality that all of us who gather in the name of Jesus Christ, who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, will continue our fellowship forever into eternity. If we don't enjoy each other's company now, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to continue to see those people over and over again for all of eternity. We need to remember that we are not to sit with the wicked, but with the saints. I love how Spurgeon says, saints have a seat at another table and will never leave the king's dainties for the husks of the swine trough. Better to sit with the blind and the halt and the lame at the table of mercy than with the wicked in their feasts of ungodliness. Yes, it's better to sit on Job's dunghill than on Pharaoh's throne. Let each reader see well to his company, 
For such as we keep in this world, we are likely to keep in the next. Do you enjoy the fellowship of other believers? Does it help you to remember the graciousness of God? And are you spurring other people along to grow, to enjoy the fellowship of the Lord, to proclaim His wondrous deeds, and to walk the path of godliness, of faithfulness, of blessedness? Are we willing to be tested like this? Are we willing to see what darkness still lurks in the crevices of our hearts? Are we keeping company that is helping us toward Christ? And are we practicing our walk of integrity by repenting, sharing, and gathering? I hope this encourages you and challenges you today. May we pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. I thank you for growing me, for challenging me, for testing me, for trying me and proving me. Lord, I have seen where I have failed so many times. I ask for your forgiveness, for your washing, for your cleansing. Lord, for anyone who is listening, may they come to trust and rest in the promises of your word, in the person of Jesus Christ, ultimately knowing that rest is found in the path of the godly, in the path of the blessed one, ultimately trusting in Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. I thank you for your grace, by the power of your spirit, and for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Call to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.